You're listening to the Slow Ride podcast. Bites, advice, and rumors straight from the source. The Slow Ride Podcast.com and on Twitter at the Slow Ride Pod. Hello and welcome to the 422nd episode of the Slow Ride Podcast. I am Matt in Minneapolis, Minnesota. And I'm Spencer in Holyoke, Massachusetts, representing the East Coast solo this evening. Uh, Tim is once again taking some PTO traveling uh, to play hockey, I think, with his buddies. Whatever that means. It's some other kind of sport. I don't really know, but... Very different sport. Yeah, little guy, it's uh, it's too bad that he's not here this week because we have an absolute bombshell <laughs> to drop... Really? ...straight off the top of this podcast. All right, hit me with it. I'm ready. You are you are not going to believe this. Okay. The, the conspiracy theorists have been proven correct. Okay. Uh, a lot of people said it couldn't be done. A lot of people called us crazy. Uh, they said there was no bunker. We've got definitive evidence of the impending relaunch. Now, I want you to head over. I'm going to send you a link Okay. right okay. now. It's to an Instagram post uh, that, uh, that Trek has made. Do you notice anything uh, 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 exciting, interesting, uh, uh, notable about this uh, about this post of their uh, uh, bike that they're riding there over in Australia, um, the Madone SLR uh, for this year? Uh, yeah, it looks pretty normal. Looks yeah, pretty, pretty normal. normal. There's now, a- magnify, magnify <laughs> times one thousand. Zoom in the supercomputer. Okay. Zooming, zooming. Oh, uh, there's some um, branding on the top tube. That's funny. Why would, they, why would they do it so small? On the top tube. Yeah. Why would they do that? Now, if if you enhance, yeah, uh, this enhance. and you run it through the computer a few times and descramble it a little bit, <laughs> right there on the top tube. Barely any work. It says, "Are you ready for that? Are you sitting down?" I'm sitting. Yeah. It says Klein. It says Klein right there. Right on a track bike. It's true. The prophecy that they're, that has been foretold. Actively promoting <laughs> on social media. You only had to zoom in and use the enhance feature from the movies a uh-huh. few times. Yeah. So you're welcome, Cycling World. We've been talking about it for years. I don't know if we've wished it into. I don't know if we planted the seed exactly to relaunch this brand or if. Uh, it has been part of the plan since, you know, yeah. the early two thousands when the when the Kleins uh, last roamed free Long across game. these lands. Um, but I, for one, am very excited. Um, this is obviously they're starting to reintroduce the branding. Mm-hmm. It probably has very little to do with Trek uh, factory rider um, Lisa Klein, no. and more no. to do with the impending relaunch of the client brand, I think they're just using that as a kind of a smoke and mirrors trick. Oh, it's totally a cover. Yeah. 
I wonder if though then when they yeah they get to they get to court and they have to defend why they should be able to keep the copyright, keep that trademark <gasps> for Klein. They Do you point, think that's what it is? They oh, point God. to the fact that Lisa Klein's on the team and they're like, right there it says Klein, and 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 our lawyers obviously will argue it needs to be bigger. It needs to inhabit the entire down tube, mm-hmm. and the just everything they what need to only be aluminum. What a savvy move! What a savvy move, little guy. Yeah. What, I bet, I bet, and Tim's not here to do the research because I'm certainly not going to do mm-hmm. it, and I don't think you're going to no, do it. But I promise, I won't. I'm, I'm guessing the copyright is one of those things where, like, you need to if you don't use it, you lose it, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, use so it so often. Yeah, they hire conveniently. Convenient. A writer named Lisa Klein. Yeah. To be able to put Klein branding on a track. Mm-hmm. Although uh, uh, the average cycling fan would not suspect that it was a brand relaunch. Super, um, super stealth. No, and, and it doesn't hurt at all that Lisa Klein is a good racer. So you, you kind of get in a two for one there. You get to keep yeah. your copyright and then you get to get good race results. It's absolutely genius on their part. It really is. So uh, we're going to keep a close eye on this story as it develops. Um, it may take another couple decades for it to fully reach fruition. <laughs> probably um, will. But don't worry. We've got a close eye on Trek. We're watching you. Uh, you can't pull any fast ones on us. No. Um, we will be, be, be looking at images of every one of Lisa Klein's bikes, and we will be enhancing mm-hmm. and if, magnifying. If the font is any different, between her rider name badge and any other Klein that I see on any other track, like if there's just one of her bikes, like looks mm-hmm. slightly different, we're going to know. We're going to find out. Yeah. We'll be ever vigilant. Um, but little guy, speaking of Australia and racing and bikes, uh, you've been following the tour down under because it's on at like midnight and I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. just catching the recaps. What's, what's going on Same across the couple of ponds over there. I'm same. Um, I did not watch any of it really just recaps. Yeah. The time always confuses me. I always, at one point in the day, look at a result and then later in the day, think I should be able to find another result, but time still has not passed <laughs> yeah. in the correct order, mm-hmm. but it's over. Jay Vine won the GC over Simon Yates and, uh, Pella Bilbao. So two solid, like real GC guys. I, mean, I don't want to totally discount J Vine, but very okay, strangely, I was, I was curious which one you were. Well, no, <laughs> you I going to say it wasn't. No, I'm saying J Vine has never had a top. He's he's had some great results since he came up through the mm-hmm. Swift. Now he's on UAE, which I'd forgotten about. This is that time of year where we get to remember where people went. Right. Yeah. But Yates and Bill Bauer are like guys you expect to finish in top ten in a Grand Tour. So, Vine, early shot across the bow of. Uh, Pogue, he's taken his leadership for the tour, I think. That's probably why he, he came into this good form for this race with one hill. It's possible. Right, right. Um, right. No, that's probably not true. Jay Vine, though, you mentioned it just briefly there, came into the world tour via Zwift, uh, won, won the um, whatever contest it was to get on Alpecian. Uh, kudos to him, crushed it, and uh, has been, I will say, absolutely slaying it since he's been uh, in the big leagues, yeah. uh, as, as they say, um, absolutely holding his own is not, uh, you know, what you might, uh, uh, um, I don't know, unfairly 
uh, brand a, a Zwift rider to be. He has he has proven no. uh, to be the opposite. So he's this. We know that he's a gamer, right? We know that he understands how to play the game, and being the smart guy that he is, he's going out to the tour down under and picking up those easy points. Those mm-hmm. UCI points are valuable to the team and to his contracts going forward. And uh, I just I just think it's a smart savvy bike racer. This is the this is the bike racer of 2023. This is like, uh, the new mentality. There's panache is going out the window. It's all about smarts. Um, <laughs> unfortunately for maybe, uh, some cycling fans. Uh, I don't know if it's, it might be a little early to throw all, <laughs> all panache out the window for the nah, season. Yeah. <laughs> I am surprised at every year that I know that the tour down under carries a lot of points. Like, UCI mm-hmm. ranking wise, it's a lot, especially for so early in the season. So it really matters. But seeing such, yeah, it's like some heavy hitters up there toward the front early on. And I just imagine they should all still be hanging out, kind of relaxing a little bit. But people come out the gates looking fit, being fast. Mm-hmm. They came out the gates also in the TT looking silly because they were all on stock uh. road bikes with their with their with their levers tilted in so they could all kind of do like a little fake puppy paws time trial position but have drop bars and then aero socks were back i don't think there's could be a better way to start the season of professional cycling right at the highest level than people with socks on their heads and their handlebars in weird positions that are not really comfortable it it really sets the tone for the season and i I, for one, actually enjoyed it. You know I don't like time trials generally, but I like a stock time trial where you get a little room to do goofy things. Like, that's kind of what I miss about time trials is, like, um, I don't like the super high-tech stuff. Like, I'm not impressed that Ineo spends $20 million to go to a wind tunnel, uh-huh. you know, to do something. Uh-huh. I am impressed if, like, the organizers say no time trial bikes and all these things and but some mechanic reads the UCI rules and and figures out that the levers can be tilted into some weird way to get uh-huh. slightly more arrow. I mean, I'm sure nobody had done that in a wind tunnel, so nobody knows if that position was better or Is not. Is it better. any good? Yeah. But yeah, they yeah. enough people believed it that they put their their handlebars in a weird way and their and their hoods in a weird way and that to me is what I like about cycling is believing something is faster, even though it's not, that's most of training in cycling. You shave your legs cause you think it's faster. You do that fourth interval because you think it'll make you faster, but you're not, uh-huh. you just read something in a book and some other guy says something else in a book and your, and your power meter told you to do one thing and your heart rate monitor told you to do another thing. And uh-huh. it's all, it's all hopes and dreams. And that's what those handlebars hopes were hopes and dreams. Yeah, I will I will say um if if anybody has not seen some of the photos floating around from the time trial at the Tour Down Under 2023 <laughs> um there are some funky uh yeah, lever positions. I I would say these bikes are looking similar to the bikes you might see at like maybe your local police auction uh for <laughs> abandoned bikes and things yeah. like. There are some creative uh, lever positions yeah. and it, it like it can't, it couldn't have been comfortable. Um, no. it, it may have been a little more arrow, but it is, 
it, it is something to say about the creativity, like you said, of the mechanics of the writers, um, because the, the UCI famously banned the puppy paws, no draping your forearms or your hands off the front of your, uh, kind of handlebars, you know, over your, you know, wrists or forearms on the handlebars, uh, puppies paws over the front uh, Mm. of your bike computer or whatever. And we found a creative solution to that by just moving your levers to where your hands may be uh, if you were in the puppy paws position. So kudos to them. I'm sure this will also get banned shortly, but it's what a glorious (laughs) time uh, to be a bike racing fan to see. I I was personally, I was struck by the, not only the lever position, but seeing that lever position with a full disc wheel in the back. It was great. like that was incredible. It's great because it looks it looked like a time trial where like some local fast TT guys showed up and realized he didn't bring the clip-ons. It and did. He, it did he, really he, have that amateur TT Wednesday night TT uh, feel yeah, to it. It was great. I really liked it. Um, and and the course was kind of sketchy, so that kind of fit with it. Like they were on on like a boardwalk along a lake, and it it looked pretty slick in the rain and a lot of folks were slipping mm-hmm. on one corner. So I like that thing. I don't like about tour down under our boy, Michael Matthews came close, didn't win anything mm. a few times, but I think, and unfortunately Tim's not here to, to savor this, but Brian Cocard won his first race at world tour level on stage four. And Tim famously years ago, I liked Brian and mm-hmm. put a curse on him. And mm-hmm. it's had some tough years, but he's had a few tough years. Early get getting getting uh, the curse off his back. He's on Cofidus now. Uh, mm-hmm. He's I, I'm excited. Big win for him. Uh, big win to shake the Tim curse off a little bit, and let's hope that that uh, that holds for the rest of the season. Um, other than that, it's hot down there, and I didn't really watch any Echo Card Sprint though. You saw the clip of this, right? Yeah, he ripped off early. He he didn't wait around. He did not wait around. It was it was incredible. He was yeah. like, "I am gonna win this stage, guys." Bye. Yeah. And it was not even particularly close at the end. No, um, it was a very long sprint, and it did seem like when he went, you're like, "Oh, that's too early." But he 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 put a lot of room between him and everybody else. So he did. It was impressive. Kudos to him. I. I will admit I had to check the stats book a couple of times because people started saying that was his first win. And I was like, absolutely not. There's no way. I've seen this dude win plenty of uh, like tour stages and stuff, but no. No. Incredible. Can't believe it. First, um, yeah. First win at world tour level. He had, that's this thing. He'd been sort of mired in second division Frenchness. <laughs> yeah. So. But he's, yeah, he's always had a kick. He's been a great rider, a great sprinter for a long time. So kudos. To Brian for the win. Kudos to Jay for the overall and the cold calculations of this new generation of cycling mm-hmm. uh, that doesn't care about panache, um, <laughs> which is well, clearly the case. Well, I got something, Spencer, that all riders are going to have to care about. And it's really? something that riders have cared about through the ages of cycling. And I'm not throwing shade at anyone in particular, but what riders have always cared about is not testing positive. That is their that number is one yeah. goal. 
as that Superman Lopez true, yeah. recently said, I have never tested positive. And, and that, uh-huh. and what we know from following Lance Armstrong, always a clear indication that you did nothing wrong. You never tested positive. Yeah. So I guess I am throwing Superman Lopez under the bus a little bit. But what I want to talk about is I read an article on uh, Mashable the other day. Okay. Uh, the article, people want to look for it, says, Pee and Me, the gadget that turns toilets into urine labs. And it's okay. uh, a, a little white disc that you put in your toilet, and every time you piss on it, it sends updates to your uh, your phone and gives you uh-huh. updates on uh, all kinds of health things, like if you're dehydrated, also if, like if you're sick, all kinds of things. One, uh-huh. one thing that's interesting, it says in the article, it says, the nutrition and hydration cartridge informs the app about your hydration, your protein and vegetable intake, carbohydrate intake, vitamin C levels, biomarkers, and ketone levels. Boom, ketone levels. So uh-huh. you know this thing's already available in Europe, the thing is, I would not be surprised if teams were using this uh, just to like keep a tr- keep track if their riders were healthy, right? If every time they go take a piss on the team bus, they got to piss on their own little weird disc, and then you're like, ah, tea's benute, you got to drink more water, and you're not getting as many ketones as we think you need. <laughs> but this thing is very discreet, and I think that's part of the the product packaging, is that it can be in your toilet and somebody comes over and they're not going to freak out. It just sort of looks like a toilet cleaning device. Sure. Okay. But who's to say now, if you're a pro cyclist, you got to uh-huh. be looking in every toilet. You got to uh-huh. be, you got to be paying attention. Cause say you Head go on a swivel. Yeah. You, you just go to use the toilet somewhere and suddenly you just tested positive. You just got popped for EPO because oh. you went for, you went for a piss at, at the Jimmy John's. Uh-huh. But the UCI snuck in. They knew you were there. They were in the other stall. You were coming in. They threw one of these in every stall real quick. And now you just tested positive. Every time you go to the bathroom now, you got to be on edge, pro cyclists. So they're watching your Strava. They know what your training loops are. They know your coffee they've shop. They've calculated uh, down to, you know, they've got their spreadsheets out. They're calculating the strategies. Uh, they are... Uh, dialing in where you're going to need to take a pee break. You pop into the the local uh, gas station, um, you know, subway, mm-hmm. whatever. Uh, pop into the restroom and continue your ride. But by the time you get home, there's a letter in the mail. You're banned for two years. Banned for two years. Yeah. This is dangerous. Huh. It is discreetly dangerous. <laughs> the UCI needs to buy a bunch of these. <laughs> Uh, it's by a company a called game changer. It is U- a game changer. Yeah, you scan. Um, I just want to give them their love. Uh, it's 500 euros right now. So it's not cheap. So I believe only uh, Lotto, okay. yellow Lotto and Ineos will have them, but it's, it's like uh station wagons, little guy. They're only available in, in Europe. It's only just in Europe. such a bummer. You can't get them over here. No. Well, it's, uh, according to this article, it is, um, it's pending FDA approval. So if you want to, learn about your biomarkers and your ketone levels every time you go to the bathroom. Um, it might be in your future, but I, it's, it's dangerous, man. It's dangerous. And the first, one of our f- favorite riders to get popped because they like went to the bathroom at a restaurant and didn't know the UCI was stalking them. Uh-huh. I mean, that's obviously some weird invasive privacy stuff that I'm sure there's European laws against, but <laughs> I wouldn't yeah. be surprised if other teams were trying to find out what other riders were doing. Uh-huh. 
like I feel like that's some like weird inside sabotage, right? Like you know you know that uh you know you you know what Concard's doing, so you just okay, saddle up wait, next wait, to him and you're wait, like, wait. How are those you're, ketones, buddy? What about this? Yeah. You're Ineos, you can afford to buy yeah. a bunch of these. I'm Ineos. You install uh one at the um I don't know what you call it, the the express uh discharge area of the bus, mm-hmm. you know, where the where the fluids are released from mm-hmm. the bus onto the the back roads of of Italy and France and Switzerland or wherever you're driving. Wasn't through. it Katusha that dumped all their waste in at the <laughs> yeah. tour of California that one time? Yeah. What is, yeah. Oh, it's terrible. That's gross. <laughs> but you're right. gathering data. You're, you're gathering, gathering data, data on yes, these teams. Yeah. And then now Ineos has, you know, they know what everybody's up to throughout the uh, Peloton. Mm-hmm. You, know what's the cra- you know what's the craziest thing about this article? No. Does it, does it get crazier? It does get crazier. Where is it? <laughs> I'm oh, excited it, to hear this. Here's This is the best, this is the best part. If you, okay. And I'm quoting from the article on Mashable. Uh-huh. If you share a bathroom with others, Withings has got you covered like a toilet seat. You scans Stream ID... Feature uses radar sensors to identify an individual's urine stream signature by detecting the movement and distance of the stream. Now that's, I, I want to know a lot about pro cycling, but what I don't want to know, I do not want the radar data, data that tells me how wow peas compared to teaspanute. I don't think I need that. I think I'm good. <laughs> like I like learning about training. I like learning uh-huh. about uh, uh-huh. how how these pro athletes can be as amazing as they are. Uh-huh. But there's a limit. I mean, is there going to be a column for this on FirstCycling.com eventually? Like, yeah, is that what's going on? Yeah, is this you, is where this is heading. AI is ruining everything. I know. AI. It's um. So this is this is <laughs> oh this God. is big. But the radar feature is the craziest thing to me. Like all the other stuff, I'm kind of like, yeah, I I believe that technology exists. That I'm like, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure the esports world championships could work that in somehow as Mm -hmm. like a feature, not a bug, you know? Well, then, then, I mean, you can't do the old uh, that many people were popped for back in the day of you you got the bag of somebody else's. Uh Of your arm, and you get yeah, the yeah. tube. The oh, reason why you I gotta mean, a lot yeah, of people you, gonna get busted there. Like, oh, your streams <laughs> off. Your stream velocity and arc is completely off. off. They're like, either you're using somebody else's in a bag in your arm, or you have a prostate infection. <laughs> either <laughs> so, way, you're gonna have to come with us. <laughs> either way, you need to go <laughs> go see somebody. <laughs> oh my goodness, little guy. This episode, I cannot believe Tim is missing it. Yeah, we have I know. cracked I a... two major, major cases already today, and we're only 25 minutes into this podcast. I know. <laughs> I'll, um, I'll throw a link to this article up on um, on the Twitter <sighs> later in the week and give, yeah. give give the author credit for doing this amazing work. And, Unbelievable. Um, Unbelievable. Can you imagine as an author getting that assignment, that... Uh, yeah, that's one for the ages, right there. Yeah, I mean, it's probably not what you thought you're going to be writing about, but oh, pays the bills. Man. Well, Little speaking guy. of urine, 
The color uh-huh. yellow. Wout van Aert got second at the World Cup in Spain to Matthew <laughs> Vanderpool. Um, they had a heated battle in the last lap. Uh, nobody was... Tim nobody does the segues on this show. Okay. <laughs> nobody was nobody was taking the piss in the last lap. It was on. Uh-huh. The race was on. Um, I don't know if you got a chance to watch it, but the last the last couple laps are super good with Schweik and uh, Izzy uh, is Ellie yeah, yeah. is a bit there hanging about. But in the end, it was the two big guys. They had a really great last lap battle. If you haven't seen it. Everyone should check it out. It's they were really had to fight. It was a super super fast course. Like the the average speed, I think they were saying was like twenty seven k an hour. Wow! It was blistering fast and dusty. But there was a couple corners where you needed to get in front, and Vanderpool went in the inside on Wout a couple times, and literally had to like squeeze him out and like skid around corners. To it was so fun to watch. Nice, highly worth seeing and. The Sp- this Spanish World Cup had huge, like the fans, there were so many fans there. It was packed. It was really awesome to see uh, cross race. I mean, it's great everywhere, but like mm-hmm. sometimes when they're not in the, in the, in Belgium or the Netherlands and like the real strongholds, you know, like the fans look a little thin. We get hit up, you know, people like in America, they're like, ah, there was nobody there. You know, even if we're like, it was the biggest amount yeah, of fans yeah, ever yeah. at a race. This was packed and it made me I mean it made me really remember why even even like a non-muddy cross race like this was just a fast like gr- dirt crit with a little sand pit and one barrier section but cyclocross is so much better than so many other kinds of cycling to to view and yeah and if anything is ever going to make uh cross get bigger in like other countries in Europe and and like Spain and stuff it's it's races like that cuz it was awesome race and all having all the big big riders there super fun and uh yeah. venerable's back man it's back awesome yeah uh i was i was um not surprised to see a bunch of riders sign up for that a nice warm spain uh world cup in um january you know uh yeah the the but I, I was impressed by the fans and the crowd showing up so you're totally spot on there I think obviously when they when they planned the World Cup schedule that they did this Spanish one at this time of year after the Christmas like super busy Christmas period they know all the mm-hmm. riders are basically going to go to Spain to do a, a training camp anyway so mm-hmm. they really did a good job of planning that cuz yeah they were all doing a training camp in Spain like literally you know Vanderpool and Walt were just at team camps and mm-hmm. just pop on over you're in the you're in the area the local race make it basically. easy yeah anyway it's a great race uh femme uh beat out uh puck in a close race on the women's side also awesome um check them out uh, the women's them. racing has been really good uh, uh all season so far it's like it, it, i don't know it's not like the vosses and the in the lucinda brands and and everything of of a couple of years ago but it's this whole new generation that are beating each other up and yeah. putting on really good races uh which is awesome to see and uh um yeah i don't know i like it especially because then i get to really root for the riders from who were like on top a few years ago cuz i get the like mm-hmm. 
I'm old. Now you're old, even though you're 27. And because yeah. it's 23 year olds beating up on you, but like, come on, get it, stick, stick it to those whipper snappers. And, 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 mm-hmm. and uh, it doesn't usually work out, which then makes me a little worried when I go to races, but sometimes it works. Sometimes it works. And hold out hope. Yeah. Well, well, guys, speaking of old, uh, old cyclists, <laughs> old favorites. Nice. Uh, I knew you were going there. The greatest hits. Uh, let's uh, check in with our correspondent on the ground in Australia at the Tour Down Under. And of course, we're talking about Michael Matthews. Hi, this is Tom Bonin. I don't listen to the Slow Ride podcast. Hello, guys. This week... In the Prem lap, we are of course sprinting uh, to the line for that Prem for um, Wide Angle Podium. Uh, wide Angle Podium is the network that we are part of here on the Slow Ride Podcast. It also includes other great cycling podcasts uh, like Cyclecross Radio, Grodio, Criterium Nation, Nowhere Fast. Um, and uh, a slew of others uh, over the course of the years and, and into the future. And uh, this network is supported by listeners. Um, and what that means is folks who enjoy this podcast can head over to wideanglepodium.com, check out the other shows that they may be interested in, and they can also directly support what we're doing here on the podcast uh, by signing up to be a donor. Um, uh, like a recurring, you know, five bucks a month or whatever you feel like uh, pitching in, uh, really helps us, um, do what we're doing, pay the server bills and all these things that we have and, uh, you know, give us the motivation to keep on going (laughs) to be, (laughs) to be completely frank. Uh, you know, it, it is very helpful, um, to, to, you know, I don't know, to be able to make this podcast uh, worthwhile for us uh, because it is a lot of effort. Um, and, you know, if you do support, we really appreciate it. Uh, it mm-hmm. does go a long way and uh, and and that does directly support us so you can feel good about uh, your hard-earned dollars um, putting going directly to the, the content you enjoy. And that's I know that's the same uh, for Bill over at Psychocross Radio and, and all the folks on all the other podcasts on the network. Um, so uh, uh, thank you if you are a supporter. If you're not, check it out. If you can't for whatever reason or don't want to, that's fine too. This podcast yeah. is free. Um, <laughs> feel free yeah, to... Yeah, it'll stay free, but... It is It is free. Uh, feel yep. free to enjoy. You don't have to. It's not a guilt thing. Um, just, uh, you know, if you can, great. If you can't, for sure. that's fine. Um, best thing you can do uh, that is free is tell a friend. You know, you got a friend that likes cycling and uh, hasn't heard the pod. Um you know, maybe warn them, give them a little heads up. It's not for everyone, probably. Yeah. Uh, it's a lot of inside jokes. They're not going to explain it because they don't have time. There's been 400 episodes. We forgot why they're jokes at this point. They just are. Michael Matthews, I don't I don't know. Why did we start talking about him? I don't remember. But he's our know. correspondent now. Um, one day he will chime in, probably, at some point. Um, so... Uh, but you know, anyway, that's what we do. <laughs> this has gotten off the rails. Tim's not here to, to rein us in. Uh, right. but that's what we've got for the preem lap this week. Little guy, anything to add? No, no, just, no, just like check. You, you covered it all. Check out all the other shows on the network. There's great stuff out there. 
then mm-hmm. there's what we do. Thanks for listening. And then there's what we do. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Not, not accuracy is not our game. Uh, that's, that should be on the motto. That should be on the, on the label, but, uh, uh you know, whatever. Anyway, uh, let's get this back on the rails. A little guy in the second half of the show, uh, right now. Hi, I'm Lisa Shabrak, and you're listening to the Slow Ride Podcast. All right, Spencer, we got a bunch of emails. Um, we got a couple I think we'll save as usual when Tim's gone. There's some that you need Tim Require, here for. Yeah. Maybe they're directly addressing Tim. Or <laughs> we also have... Um, we have one complaint that's... Complaint department. <laughs> a little more game-based, so it works for all three of us, but... Sure. We got a couple good ones. Uh, Nicholas Willemus writes, Geshka! Okay. Geshka. Hello, guys. I still love you and I always will, but just let it go. When the girl ignores you, she isn't playing hard to get most of the time. I'm no expert, but just let it go. Michael Matthews is great. I love him, but let it go. Instead, get Simon Geshka! He almost got the polka dot jersey in the tour. He plays mm-hmm. guitar. He mailed back to you. And best of all, he... He committed to you to win back the belt. Maybe he is the connection you have. Wait, I'm sorry. I'm writing this wrong. Maybe he is the connection you have in the pro peloton along with Tom Skunes. But he will make you proud and will think of you when he steps on that podium. <laughs> I don't know if he'll do that, but I'd like to think he does. <laughs> I, this is 100% a symbi- he will. <laughs> sim- uh, this is symbios- symbiosis to make the both better. He will deliver. He will be live on the show. He is in a contract year. Best regards, Nicholas. Oh. That's true. Is in a contract year. He needs he needs the publicity that only the Slow Ride podcast can bring. We are um, pretty good at getting cyclists on this podcast in the professional ranks who are then going to retire the next season. <laughs> like oh, maybe they, they no longer care. Uh, that is kind of our thing. So I'd be worried if Tom's uh, did come on the pod. I think he should just stick to tweeting at us and emailing yeah. us and things like that um, until he's really ready. And then we'll know. That's true. Uh, but well, I, yeah, we'll work on getting some, some more, some more hot interviews. Geshka does make sense. He was very into the belt. He did not completely understand how the mm. belt worked, but I appreciated the passion. He made a strong case for himself too. And, and yeah, I, yeah, I like him. I mean, I think we've all agreed that he's a writer we all really like, and yeah. I would, I would be happy. I'd, I'd like to chat with him. So yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll try maybe. We could we try will. it. I mean, remember Philip Gilbert, he didn't seem to care about the belt at all. <laughs> he did not care at all, but that's that's what happens when you win that many monuments. You don't care. Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, Graham, Pratt, Graham Pratt writes, way to alienate your viewers, fellas. Oh, no. no. We're, getting we roasted. We're getting roasted here. So I tuned in for the first time this year looking for the latest racing and industry updates, and first thing uh-huh. you guys start to do is disparage not only speed play pedals, but Crank Brothers egg beaters. <laughs> That Granted, doesn't sound like us. <laughs> yeah. Granted, I haven't listened to the rest of the podcast as I have had to take a breather from your blasphemous comments. But next uh-huh. thing you're going to tell me is that we like Bling Matthews all of a sudden? Let's hope this thing can turn around by the end of the episode. And then he wrote back it, it uh, 17 minutes later. 
Well, I guess we like bling now. I can get on board. Listen to you next week. Cheers. <laughs> Thanks, Graham. That was just great. There was a cliffhanger there for 20 minutes. It was minutes a real cliffhanger. <laughs> um, I will say we get a fair number of emails that are things like that way to alienate your viewers, fellas. And uh-huh. uh, titles like that. And they do always make me nervous. So it's working, everybody. It I does. do see those and I do think, oh, God, what did we do? Oh, man. Um, yeah. Because I... Despite the fact that I'm here for the recording of the episodes and I'm here for the editing of the episodes, sometimes by the time I post the episode, I have forgotten what we said on the episode. Well, and so uh, I'm yeah. a little nervous then when we get emails like that in the week. I'm like, did we do something really offensive? I don't remember. Yeah, I feel like uh, I, I tune out a lot when Tim's talking. So I don't <laughs> always know 100% what, what was said on the podcast. Um, so yeah, there's a real danger there. But I'm glad I'm glad we we reeled him back in on this one. Got him back. Um, we got another one from uh, email from Judson Scott Spencer. This email's it's addressed to all of us, but it's basically to you. It says oh. Peanut Mobile. It says you guys, this is your chance. And he has a link to an article that uh, Planters searches for the next class of peanutters to drive the nutmobile. Now I know you famously oh. wanted to drive the Oscar Mayer Wienermobile, and then have that be your pro tour uh-huh. team sponsor but um second best I, I, thing i peanut? can do another yeah what was I it <laughs> was it, it's, it's, it yeah they said planters searches for the next class of peanutters peanutters okay all right the nutmobile so yeah once you step into the driver's seat you become a peanutter i guess the nutmobile you, are you ready to accept this challenge or are you still holding out for the oscar Mayer or wienermobile I as mean, your sponsor uh, Oscar Mayer once been a dream, but no, I mean, I will, I will be, I will be a peanutter. Uh, if they'll sponsor my cycling team, I will drive that, uh, that monstrosity, um, behind the Peloton any day of the week. It, you know, for just logistics, it looks, it's smaller. It looks smaller than the Oscar Mayer. The Oscar Mayer really oh, a lot of overhang front and back. It looks terrible they're, to drive. They're it looks big. Like, yeah. They're so scary. Quite large. I, I don't like driving a car. It makes me anxious at this point in life. <laughs> so I, that's a, the peanut mobile though, at least uh, being the shape it is like, so the Oscar Mayer wiener, you, you've got a bun. You're basically sitting over the bun and you're uh-huh. in the wiener, but it sticks out on either end like a hot dog. The peanut uh-huh. of course um, doesn't really have much overhang uh, for and after the, the wheels. So it looks a little easier to drive downside, probably less room for bikes inside, but uh, easier to get around in city traffic. That's I mean, you get those seer, seer sucker uh, or sea sucker um, yeah. racks and you just stick them wherever. <laughs> you probably carry a lot of bikes on that thing. A peanut driving down the highway is funny enough. A peanut oh. driving down the highway with bikes just sort of like off at all these different angles because you can just suction cup them Put all them wherever. Over it. Yeah, yeah. I like that. I like yeah. that a lot. That's got legs. Okay, so Boom. Speaking of that, we have two more emails, but we're tabling the emails for a second because we forgot to talk about this in the first half of the show. Okay. Tom Boone and Legs. Oh, The Tom Boone and Legs statue. You've seen this. I've seen this. You've seen this. What's amazing is that Tom Boonen has seen this. Yeah. I've seen the photos of him. He smiled. (laughs) He looks a little confused. As he should be. I find them kind of spooky. So 
if, if anyone doesn't know what's going on here, uh, at the top of the Tienberg in Belgium, yeah, they've put a new bronze statue, I guess. Um, yeah. Piece of artwork uh, at the summit there uh, that is Tom Boonin's legs made from a cast of the man's legs himself, which yeah. I don't he know this how was I feel coming. about, but I, I'm no artist. Um, so that, that, you know, it's fine. It's freaky Weird. though, because it's just his legs. It's not like a half a torso, yeah. you know, from the waist down or anything. It's, it's just legs, like one right leg and one left leg. Just standing there, disembodied. You know, we have hundreds, thousands of years of art history and busts. Uh And why did that become? I mean, we don't think that's weird. You see a bust of somebody and uh, you you Mm -hmm. accept that as normal, that there's no arms there, there's no body there. Why not start a new tradition of just legs? Just legs. Well, um... I'll tell you another thought that I have looking at this uh, photo little guy is, it, I mean, it's to celebrate Tom Boonin's accomplishments in, in the cycling world, obviously crushing the the malls across Belgium. Um, and and that particular one, right? That's the one in Head Volk that you test the legs on every year. I'm, I'm pretty sure, right? That's the yeah, Boonenberg? The, the, well, yeah, the Tienberg is the famous yeah. attack launcher. Yeah. Um, every year, basically. Or he'd yeah. fall down trying. <laughs> Um, so I, I, you know, you have to assume it's, it's related to his cycling accomplishments. I don't totally understand why the legs are barefoot. Could they you be, think they should be in some CDs. They should be in some cycling shoes of some kind. Yeah. Mm. Um, maybe they couldn't get the brand clearance. Probably. Probably. I don't know. Maybe some cycling shorts even will be helpful. I, I, something there's just something it's off weird. about yeah. this statue, and I think it's the bare feet uh, for me that just it doesn't make sense. You know, mm-hmm. I didn't get to see. Here's my question: um, all the way around them, I just saw you know, you're, <laughs> you're looking at the front of them. Uh-huh. Are they? Are they? Um, they go all the way around, or are they sort of like hollowed out so you can walk up and stick your legs inside of Tom Boonin's legs? I'm not sure, but that would be worth the price of admission, I think. Yeah. At this point, if Tom Boonin doesn't have the Strava for the for the Timeberg or whatever, mm-hmm. he's got to get it. I mean, I know the Strava wasn't as big. Like, pros weren't posting their Stravas for races. You know, like, in 2012, yeah. many riders were probably running the Strava when they did Het Volk. But um, Boonin, you know, I hope... It, it hurts. He's got legs there, but... You know what if what if Cancelera's got the got the KOM? He probably does. <laughs> just, you know, he had the outside assistance there from the motor. I just That's scrolled through the Hit uh, Newsblad uh, article here, and I can't see photos from the back, so I don't know if right. you can uh, pose with the legs on, or if yeah. they are just uh, a sightseeing um, thing. What's, I, I'm wondering what's how the big point? of a, yeah. <laughs> I'm wondering how big of a tourist attraction this is going to be um mm. belgium famously cycling crazy weird legs though i don't know if they're into it or not we'll have to see i'm curious what, well you know I, I don't know how far it is from the wout statue where he's got the amazing sculpted abs 
<laughs> that came that got just came out whatever last year or the year before. But maybe maybe eventually there's probably some other cyclist uh monuments around Belgium. Maybe you can make a day of it, you know, just Yeah. Oh absolutely ride, ride from uh cast of uh Devlomic's leg to cast of Boon and Leg to Wout's incredible abs and uh just have a good well, day, I mean, you know? Yeah. The big problem there is getting to the Boonin legs, you gotta go up the Tyneberg. That's true. That's true. Yeah. I don't know what else to say other than a weird diversion. Uh, we've got two more emails. <laughs> okay. Uh, this one's from Aaron Lale. DC Rainmaker is where now? Hey. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> longtime listener, occasional time emailer. Tim said that DC Rainmaker was the only one in the U.S. that needed biplane bars. I, I heard He him say lives this. in the Netherlands. <laughs> also... Also, the beanie is awesome, but how can you let Bill one-up you with that amazing sticker, Aaron? That's a good point. The beanie is awesome, and Bill does have a really good uh, sticker. And Mm -hmm. I don't know. We will have to try to rectify the fact that that sticker is crushing us, so... You know, uh, that that's, those are the perks uh, of uh, of, uh, becoming a donor and getting that uh, wide-angle podium beanie. Um, but I will say, uh, in the moment, recording, these are, let me just part the curtain a little bit here on, on recording a podcast. Um, because it's, it's a, let's call it a give and take uh, with facts. Um, you know, sometimes I know what the facts are, and sometimes Tim doesn't know what the facts are. And he'll just say things, and I'll say, eh, that one's not worth it. And we'll just move on. <laughs> and sometimes he'll say things that I'll have to correct him because he's so unbelievably wrong. I did hear him say, say make the point about DC Rainmaker. And, the, and obviously the point was about uh, the duplex bars uh, that Canyon mm. makes. But having just watched the video um, from DC Rainmaker about the whole situation there um, at Strava... Um, he mentions a few times that he's in the Netherlands. Um, and so it was pretty clear to me that he was in the Netherlands, but I didn't feel like correcting Tim, but I did, I did know in the moment that he was wrong. And I am glad that we got an email about it so that I can say on the podcast, Tim, you're wrong. You got some information incorrect. Uh, it's always a glorious feeling for me to get to say Mm. that. So I, I appreciate this email greatly. For that reason, and also, yeah, he he is in the Netherlands. You can you can review Strava and cycling computers and stuff. Like apparently, from anywhere, it really doesn't matter if it's in <laughs> kilometers or or miles. So another Either thing way, Tim has learned, you know, still works. Oof, big fail, Tim. Big fail. Um, we got one more email from uh, Jesper Salsted. Hopefully, I pronounced that right. Sorry if I didn't. Uh, just titled Cycling Anime. And he's like, guys, is this uh, the film you were discussing recently? Haven't seen it yet, but can't wait to hear the little guy review. I also haven't watched it yet, but he sent us a link to uh, Nasu. Uh, I think I pronounced that right. That Tim, we read the email about last week. Um, it's a pretty great still that he sent us to the link to watch it. It just has like the riders and there's this team called Boro and there's a team called Estina. <laughs> other than Festina, just yeah, Estina. Yeah, yeah. And Boro kind of, I can't, I'm trying to think of what Boro looks like at that time in the Peloton. And there's a team, there's obviously like a fake Seiko team out of the shot. 
Yeah. I was not 100% sold on watching this, and now I'm 100% sold on it. Because Oh, yeah. No, you should if, be 100% sold on watching it. Um, just it, in case you maybe yeah. pronounced it wrong, do you want to give a, a quick spelling for people that might want to Google it to try and find uh, the clips for themselves or anything it's like just, that? It's Nasu, N-A-S-U, and this one is Andalusia no Natsu. So, you don't have to spell all that if you don't want to. Yeah. But I think the the I forget what the English translation was exactly, but um seems like it's on daily motion. So Okay. So people can find you it. You can watch can it. Google cycling anime. I will try to watch it. And that spelling. Um it looks amazing just visually. The story could be terrible and I'll be so biased it, it by the fact matter. that there's yeah. cartoons of late nineties, the professional late nineties professional Peloton in all its unbelievably doped up glory. Uh don't pee on one of those you scan things if you're from that era because you're probably uh-huh. still glowing. If you were a pro in 1999, you probably are still in your glow period. Can't help it. Yeah. Be careful. Yeah, there's good good chance of that for sure. So I'll get a review as soon as I do it. I know I've also... So Tim also uh, told me his friend was asking about the rail bike. Oh. I, I made a lot of promises on this show. I haven't got the rail bike going I bought that I bought that uh thing to make that short sleeve anorak. <laughs> I haven't done that yet. Oh, you got to get Sam on that. I've forgotten all about that little guy. Yeah. Well, you know what? I my, my excuse is it's it's February and I can give you a review right now, or it's January and it's almost February. My review of it right now is I need long sleeves. It's January. Uh, well, we won't be certain until you've <laughs> modified this uh imitation Fall Raven specialized uh, on a rock and worn it on a cycling trip. Maybe in Maybe March it's... it will work. <laughs> okay. Before that, I I risk I risk my own health to try to give it a full and honest review. <laughs> mm. All right. Well, maybe just around the house then. Let us know how yeah, it feels. That's true. But no, I haven't done it. So what I'm saying is, I'm sorry. I know I make a lot of promises of of stupid things I'll do on this podcast. And I can't always come through and I want to yeah, yeah. do them all, but I know, think life for the Anorak, maybe a two, a two part review is maybe in order. If you do the, the mm-hmm. physical, like, uh, performance attributes in the yeah. slightly warmer weather of spring, but yeah, maybe no, now just wear it around the house and see how much just your own family makes fun of you. <laughs> Uh, and and we can sort of get a baseline uh, level for uh, you know usefulness. Mm-hmm. Uh, what does a six year old think of it? Yeah, yeah. Yep. If Tom Boone and Tom Boone approves, um, it'll, it'll you know that's a pretty solid review for uh, for old Fall Raven Specialized there. That's true. Well, I'll get on it. I really will. I swear. I do want to wear it in the spring. Okay. <laughs> I'm good. excited about my future in it in the spring, but not right now. But um, yeah, that was all the emails. Thanks for all the emails. We try to read them all. There are were a few more this week. And if you didn't hear your email, don't worry. Um, I'm sure we'll get to it next week. Sometimes yeah. it just works better with three of us doing yeah. it. We do uh, appreciate each and every email that we get. Uh, you can email us at the slow ride podcast at gmail dot com um and with that little guy uh i think we've run out of topics to talk about uh anything else we need to cover this week in cycling 
No, I think just, you know, let's let's grit our teeth and let's get through this. Okay, get through this preseason. <laughs> this part of yeah. winter, mm-hmm. preseason, cold, blah, 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 blah. Go ride your fat bike, have fun. and Yeah, don't, don't take that training too seriously quite yet. Yeah, um, we're almost right. to Worlds. It's great. Well, with that little guy, uh, folks can always find us on the social medias at the Slow Ride Pod. That's on Instagram and on Twitter, where you're going to post a link to a Mashable article about some sort of toilet technology that everybody mm-hmm. needs to know about. You uh, need to know. Be careful, people. Be mm-hmm. careful. We'd like to thank uh, BK1 from Rhyme Sayers Entertainment for the intro and outro music, which graciously allows us to use week in and week out on this show for nearly 500 episodes uh, at this point. I think that about does it for the things. Go check out wideanglepodium.com. Mm-hmm. Check out all the other shows we've got. Become a donor if that uh, is something you want to do. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know how the outro goes. It goes like that, and I say I'm Matt in Minneapolis. And I'm Spencer in Holyoke, reminding you to always wave at all your fellow cyclists you see out on the road. The Slow Ride Podcast. Bikes, advice, and rumors straight from the source. TheSlowRidePodcast.com and on Twitter at TheSlowRidePod. an episode that was amazing when that one person said that thing and then the other person totally like set them straight oh man that was great i'm gonna have to go back and listen to that again but hey since i have your attention now hello cyclocross friends new friends and old friends and soon-to-be friends my name's bill i host another show on the wide angle podium podcast network it's called cyclocross radio And we talk to the biggest stars in cyclocross and even the medium stars in cyclocross and some of the soon to be stars in cyclocross. We also have a panel discussion we call the media pit with my buddy Zach and Michael, where we go over all of the new rules that might be coming out and the calendar situations and races that happen. It's a great time. It's a great conversation. We built an amazing community that we want you to be part of. So go to wideanglepodium.com become a member there then go to your favorite podcast app and subscribe to cyclocross radio do it do it now cyclocross friends